Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor, where new signings are guaranteed a great debut. Join and choose your welcome offer at betvictor.com. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Welcome everyone to episode 11 of VAR at the Bar Bite Size. My name is Chris and I'm, who am I with today? Hello, I'm Dan. Oh, <laughs> we almost did it right. Let's go one at a time. Who's going first? I'm Dan. <laughs> I'm Dan. How are you both? Can you please reply one at a time, please? <laughs> Very well, thank you, mate. Good, good. Yep, yeah, I'm all good here. How about you? Yes, very well, thank you. You're looking forward to Sunday. Is it going to be a once-in-a-lifetime event? I wouldn't say, well, I'm looking forward to it in a way, but I'm not looking forward to it in another way. <laughs> oh, I'm really looking forward to it. Either way, it's going to be a, a great occasion. Good, good. Yeah, it's the first time in my, well, obviously it's the first time in my lifetime that we've got to a major final, so... <laughs> So in this episode, anyway, we're going to review the semi-final matches and preview the big final. So we'll start off with Spain, Italy. Did you both watch it? Yep. Yep. What did you? What were your feelings of it? And what do you mean? As in, uh, how did you? How do you think the match went? Did it go to what you thought it was going to be, or do did you think? Did it just blow you away a bit? I thought it was a end-to-end game. Um, I thought, I thought when I thought for the first half, I thought Italy dominated it quite well, and then second half, Spain came into it, and then I thought it was them that's going to go on and win it. Um, and then obviously, we got to those god-awful penalties from Spain. <laughs> yeah. And what did you think to it, Dan? I thought Spain were the better team through most of the game, especially the second half. Uh, they passed the ball really well. Um, every time the Italians pressed, they just didn't get a look in. There was just a first time pass around the corner. Passing and moving was exquisite from Spain. They were brilliant. Uh, I thought they were quite unlucky uh, to get knocked out. But then again, the penalties were awful. So they've only got themselves to blame. I was quite surprised with the starting lineup, but it seemed to work wonders, didn't it? Not having an actual main striker that they had the three sort of flowing attacking players switching positions. And I thought I was actually really surprised with how well Spain played. 
they obviously left that to the semi-final to put in a good performance. They had uh, Italy on the ropes a couple of times. Even if Italy did hit the post after three minutes, was it? But I think he was offside anyway. That little the chip. The problem is that they haven't had a, an out-and-out goal scorer up top. Yeah, since Mr. Torres. Or Torres, Raul, you know. It wasn't a problem when they got 10 goals in two games. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah. Um... <laughs> So it went it so like I say first half Italy I thought it's about 50-50 half and then Spain sort of turned it on a bit second half having to chase the game after Italy took the lead with a very nicely taken goal by Chiesa Yeah just cut inside and curled it into the corner didn't he uh, Yeah quality finish give him half a yard and that's what he can do Yeah yeah, he's been he's, he's had a good tournament when he's come on. He has, hasn't he? Yeah. And then <laughs> the Spain bring on um, Moreno and Morata, and Morata scores a fantastic, well, good team goal, wasn't it? A good one too. Yeah. And then <laughs> his next touch of the ball was running clear <laughs> to into the box, <laughs> and then he uh, misses the ball and it runs out for for a goal kick. It's just him all over, isn't it? And then, obviously, the penalties, which we'll talk about in a minute. But did anyone um, strike you that played really well? I was very impressed with um, Danny Olmo, was it? Yeah, he was was man of the match for me. He was outstanding, wasn't he? He was at the centre of everything they did going forward through the middle of the park. Italy just could not stop him. Tried everything. Yeah, and I felt a bit sorry for the uh, striker that they actually replaced Murata with. Uh, and was it Elazabel? He missed about three, sort of one. He actually forgot the ball, I think, in the first half. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Played it. He thought he had the ball, and I think he just uh, miskicked it. Then he skied a couple of other half, half attempts over. But did you see, though, that the Italians looked like they were quite shot near sort of the end of the 90 minutes extra time. The, the fitness seemed to go. Chiesa sort of cramped up, didn't he? And the old boys at the back seemed to be struggling a little bit. Is this something maybe to look at for the final? Well, they've had a lot of extra time, haven't they? That's the second one they've had, extra time. Yeah. Yeah. Like you say, especially the old boys at the back. Yeah. Know, probably not as uh, fit as they used to be. <laughs> no, no. But I thought as a whole, it was a fantastic game. I was expecting it to be a lot more tactical, but it was a real end-to-end show, wasn't it? It was, but I thought that um, Italy were relying a lot on counter-attacking, trying to use that pace to get in behind the Spanish defence, which uh, was vulnerable for pace, I think, with uh, Laporte and Garcia. I've got to admit, I was quite impressed with Emerson. He was went forward quite a lot. He hasn't played that much for Chelsea, for Chelsea, has he, at all this season? He seems pretty fresh and ready to go. So, yeah, he had a good game. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still trying to work out what Cellini was doing before the penalties, like hugging Jordi Alba to death. <laughs> Some kind of mind think, games going on there. I think I think he was trying to kill him. <laughs> I, I don't think you'd be doing that to Ramos, though, would he? If Ramos had been captain. <laughs> what were they arguing about before he started trying to make a light joke out of it? 
I don't know actually. I, I I didn't really see see or heard heard about it, but I didn't really see it. He was in a bit of a jokey mood, Chiellini was with the penalty, yeah. wasn't he? He was joking with someone else as well. Another I read, I read something. Was it was it Spain that was moaning the fact that it's taking penalties how, how penalties are taken? It's like well, you can't do it any fairer. It's a toss of a coin. Oh yeah, because it's at like the Spanish end, wasn't? It? I mean, it was at like the Italian end, wasn't it? Was, it? Well, that's just how it is. Yeah, you can't move the goal to the halfway line. No, I thought when you take do the coin toss, you get to choose either the end or go first or second. Though I thought it was something like that. Yeah, maybe that's what the argument was about. Maybe. Well, you know what Cellini's like. He likes to argue with anyone, don't he? <laughs> Just to rile someone up, doesn't he? But anyway, going on to the penalties then. Um, so the first penalty, Locatelli missed, didn't he? Um, hit the post. Hit the post. Second, then Danny Almo decides to do a Gareth Bale over the bar. Chris Waddle, yeah, just <laughs> ran up and blasted it over. Yeah. Did the uh, ball still rising? Yeah. Uh, quite funny to see Benucci taking, I think, Italy's fair penalty. I just like the confidence of the guy. Took a fantastic penalty. I think he missed in a World Cup, they were saying, as well. He missed his last out. couple, I think, I heard. Yeah, so obviously he did a bit of a piercy, didn't he? Quite happy about that. Thiago's was a pretty well well done. And then comes Mr. Morata. Didn't really Why? fancy he did it. Why would you let him take a penalty? He, d- he did not fancy that at all, did he? You could see even when he was walking up. You know, you have that gut feeling, don't you? And he just did not look confident whatsoever. Yeah, he's a confidence player. He's, he's the definition of a confidence striker. I mean, he's been missing a lot of chances lately. When he had that ball in his hand, all the pressure on his shoulders, just would have guaranteed he was going to miss it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, yeah, and it was a poor penalty as well, wasn't it? He tried to place it. It was very quite predictable where he was going to pull it as well. Good save, though, by the keeper. Had to obviously be there to make it, but it's a horrible way to go out anyway, but like you said, something must have gone wrong with the picking there. He must have really played himself up for it because I can't see Enrique being someone that would or picked him, to be honest. I don't know. I think he might have done. Mm. I think he might have done. Maybe, maybe. So that makes then Italy the in the final. And to be faced by the mighty England with their win last night against Denmark. How do you think it went then, Dan, as I went to Amp for the Italy game? Uh, very well. Um, England definitely set out again to stop the opposition from playing. Uh, it went with the flat back four, but the two uh, defensive midfielders protected. And you could tell from minute one, they were putting some um, meaty challenges in, just um, putting their weight into it, letting Danes know that they're in a game. And that, that just had Southgate's fingerprints all over it. Having played um, some of those Scandinavian teams in the 90s where England got bullied out of games. Yeah. You could tell that he said, make sure that you uh, let them know they're in a game early. Put yeah. some strong challenges in. Don't yeah, be out-muscled and out-fought by the Danes in this one. <laughs> no. And also, it made me laugh. At, I don't know if you, you remember seeing, but Kyle Walker on um, Damsgaard, he just absolutely nailed him. But yeah. He tried to get around him. That's yeah, like and Luke Shaw on the other side as yeah. well. Yeah. Very early. 
babyface assassin, as I call Damsgaard. <laughs> Richard Hammond, I call him. <laughs> I did see in the crowd, I don't know if you saw it, but they kept on panning on this old boy with grey hair, and he looks like Ted Danson. <laughs> kept on panning up on him, it made me laugh. It's like, what's Ted Danson doing here, American? But anyway, um, but yeah, I, I thought um, England were were really looking for that early goal, weren't they? First 10 minutes, they were absolutely all over them. And then they sort of calmed down a little bit, but then gave Denmark a bit bit more of the ball and Denmark got a bit confident. I saw, you know, and the, the attacks were more players coming into the box and then the goal happened. <laughs> What's your thoughts on the free kick? As in, should it have been a free kick? Well, I mean, Shaw was there okay. hugging yeah, whoever it was. Yeah. He went down. So, yeah, yeah. it's really a free kick, and I thought it was well taken. Yeah. I don't know what planet Gary Neville's on, thinking he should have saved it. Cause I thought what did it, you think to it, Dan? No, I don't, I don't think the keeper was ever getting close to that. He, he hit the ball so hard and got it over and down, just under the bar. I mean, he got it hard and fast over what Harry Kane, Harry Maguire. That's quite yeah. a hard thing to do. Yeah, so it's Diana Ronaldo esque, wasn't it, against Portsmouth? Yeah, so it's gone up at a high trajectory, then quickly dipped down over, and yeah. at such speed as well. It's a great strike, really fantastic. It was. I still didn't quite know what Luke Shaw was doing there because the ball was going nowhere near the player, and it's a free kick that was well, you know, almost in the centre circle. He wasn't going to threaten them, and he's. I think. It just that sort of summed up the performance a bit first half, wasn't it? It's was all a bit rushed. The heads were like spinning, trying to spin spin plates, it seemed like. It just needed a bit of calming down a bit, didn't they? I think the occasion probably got to them a little bit first half. Yeah, I think after the first 10 minutes when we looked quite sort of solid and um, going forwards, then it all got a bit frantic. And then obviously Denmark yeah. scored, which was inevitable. And then luckily we got that own goal, which I think settled us down a little bit just for half time. I mean, I don't know how Casper saved that shot from Sterling just before the goal. Fantastic save, wasn't it? I think he just hoped for the best. Yeah, <laughs> just made himself big and hoped. Big, didn't he? Just hoped. It was but, kind of at him though. Yeah, it was a little bit. Yeah, you got the whole goal to aim at from six yards, and you hit it sort of around Casper. But taking nothing away from Casper, it was like say it was a good save. But, yeah. I th- but, that, did the, but that's a similar thing with the goal, wasn't it? The ball over the top or the quick one touch by Kane to set Saka three on the right. I mean, do you think um, Simeon Cure could have um, done a little bit better with probably getting a leg to it to the other way? <laughs> or I think the velocity of the ball was probably just going to go that way anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, and he was struggling to keep up with Sterling. That was the big issue for him. Big mismatch. Incredibly big mess match that was. <laughs> I think Sterling would have got it if yeah, um, yeah, Kajar hadn't. And then we hit, hit half time. Then Denmark make about three changes, and and then obviously England take quite a big strong stranglehold on the game. Maguire gets yet booked for headering a ball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's very happy about that. <laughs> I've got that funny feeling. I think by the cameraman keep on going to him and just seeing him effing and blurring was a little bit of a giveaway. 
And then obviously they bought England bought on Grealish, wasn't it? And yeah. and um mm. they went they went hunting for this goal but couldn't find it. And then Denmark played all their cards, didn't they? More or less at the end of normal time and England played one sub. I mean, what's your opinion on Southgate's um lack of subs that he's done? He's done this on a few games, hasn't he? I think he did it in the German game as well, where he didn't really sub until very late on in the game, did he? Uh, well, the only thing I'd say is that the players look fit and strong. Mm. Um, there wasn't a need to freshen it up and change it around. Only in certain areas, late, very late in the game. But no, on the whole, I thought uh, it was well managed. I think England were on top, but the goal looked like it was coming. So I didn't have an issue with him letting it play out. I don't get why the Danish manager made five subs in normal time. I just think he. I just think he thought the players were knackered. Yeah, they, they had yeah, fitness issues. They got, I know, but then they, it was looking like they were yeah. going to have another half an hour to go. So, oh, I'll bring us more subs then. I know it, it was a bit. It's a bit of suicide, wasn't it? To be honest, but I think he thought if he could just get them to sneak a goal, he, he knew, and then or just cling on to a one-all to take it to penalties. But then, obviously, Christensen went off, didn't he, with cramp or with some sort of injury? And then Delaney went off with mega yeah. cramp as well. And I think that just scuppered his um, attempts, really, didn't it? And then Southgate brings on Foden and Henderson, who were <laughs> I mean, runners. So that was there it. You go. Yeah. I, I mean, that must have been a scary thought for them. I mean, you got Jan Vestergaard. Really. Yeah, Jan Vestergaard was absolutely bricking it he must have been when he saw that and thought if they keep the ball on the to the feet i've got got a chance um but then obviously we're going to extra time and then was it a penalty lads come on no 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 but at the same time it wasn't a clear and obvious error so and i don't think var has been overruled has it in, in the euros yet so the only thing I'd say is I'm surprised that they didn't ask the referee to have a look at the monitor on that one. Mm. It's a big call. The yeah. contact's very minimal. It's not it's, really obvious. This is what this is what I, especially as the ref yeah. seems to be against us most of the game, especially with Aaron <laughs> Maguire booking, and you did sort of think, well, he's, he's, will he go and look at the monitor and then overrule it? But as you say, I thought he would. He, he I didn't. thought he would have, to be honest, if he looked at it. Um, Sterling was going at that pace. The guy poked it past it. Actually, got a touch on it, didn't he? And then Jensen was it the Jensen challenge? The other guy that then clipped him. That's what they looked at, wasn't it? Yeah, possibly. And when you're going that fast, uh, you only need a little clip, and it does not your balance. And so you gotta, you, it's a really hard one to call. Really, I'm I'm not being too controversial, but. Sterling is known for it as well. So, I mean, they, they would have been well known, you know, the players would have known that if you do touch him, he will go down. And then there's also the Harry Kane one, wasn't there, in normal time, where he was taken down, but then they gave a free kick to the Danish guy because Kane kicked him, I think. Yeah, am yeah. I right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you described that well. Yeah, it was um, it was a weird one because yeah. think Kane got on the <laughs> ball, but then he's come through the player to get the ball is the way the refs the, looked at it. But yeah, yeah. you could easily say that the no, the Danish player went for the ball, he didn't get it, and then he hit Kane. So it was or, a funny one. Oh, as we know, as we as we know, 
they, they called that poor Danish player uh, the Brentford player about 20 million times. The guy was only on the pitch about 10 minutes. wasn't even the only Brentford Danish player. I know. They just kept on calling him it. I was like, oh, please stop it. Um, and then, so anyway, just going back to the Peno then. So obviously Kane, Kane's going to take it. Did you think he's going to score it? No, I was nervous, to be honest. Well, yeah. Yeah, and I know I know Casper's good at saving penalties yeah. as well. I don't think it wasn't Kane's best penalty by any by no. any means. It was pretty good awful. save though. Good save. Luckily, it bounced back in front of him. Yeah, and if you see it in better. slow motion, it's really unfortunate by Casper because it actually comes off like his elbow, which then flings it out. But again, you know, got to be quick quick to react to these things, and he did. And there we go. And then. Um, for the second half of extra time, what did you think to the substitution he made with taking off Grealish and putting on Trippier? Yeah, he wanted a back five, didn't he? So he yeah. had to take someone off and he would have been an attacking off. player. Yeah. I would have took off Sterling, personally, if it was about legs. Yeah, but he, Southgate said that he thought Sterling could easily have got a third, which nearly proved to be the case because yeah. he was so threatening with his pace. So I can see where he was coming from. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. And obviously, really, by the end of that, they had a half chance, didn't they? The Danes with Martin Braithwaite. But it was going wide anyway. But yeah, it was. It sort of, they saw it off well, didn't they? I think it's the best way of putting it. I think um, Denmark's heads dropped after the, the goal. And I, I think was... they just ran out of energy, didn't they? <laughs> Yeah, I mean the the Danish legs are gone, aren't they? But yeah. it was it was very unusual watching an England game that had been quite competitive. Yeah, and England ending it quite comfortably and just ping, yeah. pinging it about. It's something I'm not used to. Normally, it's, it's <laughs> back to the wall and You're expecting a red deep. card. <laughs> yeah, it, you're right though. It's a good point. It, it felt very different from I don't know the last thirty years we've been watching England play. This this did feel very different. Being in control of a game and being on top against a good team, it's uh, uncharted territory, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean like you said, um, just about the Danes subs. I mean, they took off Damsgaard, didn't they, after about sixty odd minutes. I thought that was a very strange substitution, but I think he hasn't played any more than sixty minutes. But every time I've seen him, yeah, yeah, that's the. I think he's got poor stamina. <laughs> Tires. Babyface assassin needs to up his uh, up his game a bit, don't he? <laughs> up his stamina. It's the Serie A game. Yeah. It's too slow. <laughs> <laughs> so now, the big one, the final. Who would have thought at the beginning of the tournament, mm. barring Ant before he says it, that Italy were going to get in the final for a start against England? Unbelievably, it's a yeah. A, Fantastic achievement by both teams, to be, be honest, because Italy were not even the outsiders for a lot of people, were they? They just weren't even thought of. Well, part of Ant. Well, yeah, of course, Ant. Yeah. I've got to get a couple of predictions right in this because I've been pretty <laughs> poor so far. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think we all can um, <laughs> take, take your lead with that. <laughs> yeah, so... How do you think it's going to go then? Are we going? To, I mean, I was very surprised with the pay, the sort of high pace, high tempo semi-finals. I thought it's going to go a lot more nervy. 
you know, a bit more slower tactical, but they were all very high intensity, weren't they? And a really, really good watch as well for the neutral anyway. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a tricky one, I think. I think yeah. both defences and midfields like to sit back a little bit and um, protect and defend. Um, they've got good good attackers up front, but in terms of supporting the attacks, they're very dependent on wide players getting forward. And I think up to now, Italy have probably done it a little bit better than England, although Luke Shaw's really hit form at the right time. So that'll be interesting. It, it's just, for me, tactically and in terms of ability, it's a very evenly matched tie. It's a really tough one to call as an impartial neutral. Yeah. What do you think, Am? Um... Yeah, similar to Dan. I think they've both got very good defences. Um, I think England have probably got a bit more pace up front, but the Italians can still are still pretty deadly up front if if, if, get, if they get given chances. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be a free-flowing, all-scoring final. It's going to be like a one-all, probably. Well, you're not going to say pens for the final, are you? I, I hope not. I really hope not. Um, my, my prediction is nil nil go to penalties. Uh, um, I think one all, and I think someone's going to win it in extra time. Yeah. I think it's going to be a tough one, isn't it? They're both, obviously, it's been such a long time since England been in a final, but they've got players that have been in Champions League finals, etc. But obviously, this is another tier above, isn't it? Well, I think so... we've definitely got the pace to worry the creaky Italian defence. Yeah. Yeah, just, um... definitely. But then you've got to remember how good the Italian defence is. They just seem to know where the ball is going to go most of the That's time. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all experienced guys. They're, yeah. They're... But, but what I did see with the Spain game, though, if you saw that their Spanish attackers were getting the, the ball quite deep, so then that was pushing Cellini and Benucci up the pitch, and then they were yep. playing round them. So Suits that... England. Exactly. Just look at the, the first goal. Played Kane in deep, flicked it to Saka, Saka to Sterling, or would have been. Yep. So that would be an interesting um, matchup, I think. I think um, I think Ant's been a bit harsh on um, assessing the pace of the Italian forwards, to be honest. I think Immobile is lightning fast, and they've got other quick players up there as well. Ironically. I... <laughs> I'd be really surprised if Southgate didn't play a back three with Walker at centre-back. Okay, that would be an interesting... I I wasn't saying that they're slow up front, Dan. I was just saying I think England have got more pace. Yeah, but there's no point comparing who's got the quickest strikers. It's attackers versus defenders, isn't it? They're they're, going to cause England problems. Yeah, but then I think we've got quicker full-backs than the Italians. Be able to match it. We'll have to wait and see with that one, mate. I don't know. I mean, Emerson likes to play not particularly defensive, so you might see a. An I know. Area but there I, where I think Walker's, can... Walker's had a, a great tournament. I think yeah. Shaw's had a great tournament. Yeah. Um, they'll they'll both start. There's no question about that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I guess he would go if he does go three three at, at the back. I guess Trippier would then slot into the right back position, wouldn't he? Um, if he was to do yeah, that, I would assume. Probably. Possibly. Possibly. With the way he's been using the subs, I guess that he's he's looking at probably doing that. Would you change maybe 
maybe someone like taking off Saka or something like that from the starting lineup and maybe put him on as a sub, as an impact player? Or do you think he's earned the right to start? I would think earning the rights, the uh, the right phrase I'd use, but I think he's been effective starting games. He's really helped set the tone and set the tempo. I think he will um, have an impact from the start if he if he does start against the Italians. I fancy he might go Foden, you know. Just got a funny feeling. Yeah, if you want to look at how Spain did against yeah. Italy, um, Foden's that sort exactly. of player, isn't he? With That's the uh, I mean. close inside, control and interchanges, travelling with the ball. Yeah, yeah. You, you could be right. But obviously, everyone's got their own England team. We can all pick whatever we like. We don't. We won't know. But I must say, the midfield's going to be interesting. Verratti and Jorginho against um, Rice and Phillips. I mean, surely. I mean, Phillips has been fantastic this this uh, tournament. Do you think some of the big, in brackets, clubs will be looking at him in the summer, afterwards? Yeah, probably, but apparently he's come out and said he's happy at Leeds. He's a Leeds boy, though, isn't he, as well? So I think I heard an interview. He's got his nan there still, and he lives with his mom at the time, that interview. (laughs) I think it was like the documentary, you know, what Spurs did. I think Leeds had a similar documentary talking about them. So, yeah, we never never know. But I hear, though, Declan Rice is apparently put a halt on contract renewals at West Ham. Which, is, <laughs> which has gone to stun silence by the lads. <laughs> well, it's got to be a rumour as if he's even contemplating negotiating his contract during the tournament. You never know. Apparently Jack Grealish has moved. <laughs> it's all rubbish. And Harry Kane's just waiting for the um, for the contract to sign it. You'll you'll see him if if England win, he'll be holding up the trophy. And then someone will pass him a piece of paper, and he'll sign something. Oh, there's his contract. Man City have signed it. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, Nuno Espirito Santo is going to rush on and put him in the back, back of a van or something and kidnap him. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna like do a Scooby Doo mask thing. He's gonna come as like a, a mascot or something, and then quickly like ask him to sign something and it's going to be carbon paper and something and then he's going to rip it off and go here's your contract for another five years with spares there we go <laughs> no so that's that's about it then for this uh, episode so we're all going for penalties or extra time for this it's going to be a long old slog then yeah it wouldn't surprise me <laughs> i think i mean i'm going to strap in for a long night Get the beers closed by, Dan. And the tissues. (laughs) As I cry. No, I'm going to be be positive. Yeah, yeah. All right, then. So if anyone wants to contact us on social media, you can do our email, which is varatthebar2020 at gmail.com, or Twitter handle varatthebar1, or Facebook varatthebar. Have you got anything else to add then, lads? No, I don't think so. No, great stuff. So that's me, Chris, then saying goodbye. See ya. See you next time. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk.
Sports Social Podcast Network.